Honk. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time Honk. for the main event. Welcome everybody to Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first from wherever, weighing whatever, freshly squeezed. T-B-C. Welcome to the Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. This week, TBZ and myself, Mr. Rizzo, discuss the subjective art form of professional wrestling when we talk about CM Punk getting fired, a wrestling match turned into a hockey fight, meet forever, and some strap-ons. Yep, let's start the show. Yeah? Strap strap on matches. It's a strap match. They're both wearing. They got to strap it on. Never mind. We'll we'll talk about it later. Uh, okay. All right, Mister Rizzo, always the sly dog over there. Yes, 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 yes. Acting yes, all yes. coy. Oh, I didn't poop on the, on the rug. That wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just trying to be, like you said, a little sly with uh, what we're talking about later in the show. Uh, but how you doing, yes, sir? Yes, how yes. you doing? <laughs> oh no, no! I'm doing all right, Mister Rizzo. I'm. Uh, we're on week two of my at-home PT, and uh, I'm starting to like lean on my lay on my ankle some more, and actually walking around. Still got to use crutches though, but you know, I'm getting the motions down to get the the muscles back to used to actually working. Nice, nice, nice. Is it? They don't hurt too much. Their exercises are okay. No, yeah, it's fine. It just kind of feels like it feels like my leg has not been worked in a minute. So, you know, things are just kind of stiff feeling different. Yeah, and working stiff. stiff. Mm-hmm. Well, on my end, with me getting a little chunk of my back removed, they got like the plastic or not plastic. It looks like fishing line in my back Ew. with the sutures. And I equated to the movie like The Fly, where you kind of have where uh, Jeff Goldblum had those like little hairs sticking out of his back that, uh, uh, had to be cut off, and uh, that's what it feels. I look like I got like these little plastic fishing lines sticking out of my back. But anyway, you know, I'm doing fun good. Fact, I, I, have not, I have not seen the fly. Either one of them, the original or the remake. There's a sequel. Oh, a remake. Okay. Well, there uh, is no, a sequel, neither. but the one with Jeff Goldblum is not the original. There was an original in like the 50s. Uh, I was talking about the Jeff Goldblum one. Yeah, the Jeff Goldblum is the one that has a lot of awesome press, uh, practical effects and little over the top. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I argue is one that is kind of uh, has an affinity for body horror. You'd think I'd seen this one already, but uh, maybe I'll put it on the yeah. list for this year. Yeah, I do you have a should movie do that, marathon Adam. coming up soon. I think it holds up. I mean, there's no cell phones in it because I think it's like 86 or something like that. But like I'm used to, I'm used to watching old up. school horror movies. You know, they, they have a certain quality to them. You're going to enjoy that one, sir. Well, I, I think I want to go talk, back to talking about the classics like Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't. Oh, my God. There's a scene where they just like break into a, a building and the room they break into just has barbed wire everywhere. And then you just watch her struggle through this barbed wire for a bit and then, you know, climb her way back out. And that's it. And that's the end of the scene. She's like, why is this here? What, why is this <laughs> happening? What, what, are we just not going to talk about the barbed wire room in this place now? No, nah, don't worry about that. 
We got more important things to worry about. You know that it had to be like some wrestler's place that they were trying out a new gimmick match and she just happened to stumble upon it, right? I'm just trying to keep it wrestling related. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think Soraya was nearby. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, uh, anyway. Any other housekeeping little things before we talk about about wrestling? I can't remember what Wait, else. I, I do, I do, I do, I do have one. I have one. I hate it. I hate it. I was watching wrestling this week and uh, i i think i need to ease up on the colin gunther out with this uh, international or in- intercontinental championship what do you mean by allow me out? uh because he keeps saying it's the intercontinental heavyweight championship and i'm like there's no heavyweight in it but uh, i was watching it and they gave <laughs> they did a close-up of the belt he has and it does say heavyweight on the belt <laughs> i was like oh ah, no the wiki's not updated because it says like like 2012 to present is the intercontinental championship. There's no heavyweight in that. And they even show it like, ah, yeah, it's just, I was, I was duped by Wikipedia. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, Guther, please don't chop me. Yes. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, sticking with the WWE, we yes, had, yes, yes. we had a lot of stuff to go over and we'll get to some crazy news and we're burying some of the lead because we'll lump so it all in together to with set, other pay-per-view. Allow me to set the honkers up. Today, ahead, what we're going to do, there was a lot of wrestling and there was back-to-back pay-per-views this weekend. So we're going to cover both of them, but we're not going to cover all the matches. We're only going to cover a handful from each pay-per-view. Yeah, we'll just touch on like what we thought was pretty awesome and fly yeah. through some stuff to, to save on some time. The other yeah. thing that happened was, and we'll get to WWE first, but because of the schedule, we had an episode of Collision from AEW and the pay-per-view payback on at the exact same time. Me with my awesome TV setup, I made my daughter happy, quote, by watching both at the same time. And uh, it was interesting, but we'll get to that too. Uh, but we're going to start Rizzo with payback. Hacker Man with his, uh, what was his red zone wrestling over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well said. Um yeah, just flip back and forth through the different audio through two TVs. It was kind of cool. I do but have yeah, a funny note for an, for an upcoming match about that. But anyway, yes, yes, yes. Payback with the first match. In Pittsburgh, correct? Yes, it was. Yes, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you'll know that from the tag team we'll, championship we'll, yes, match. Yes. The obligatory undisputed tag team championship match. Yes, but we started off with the steel cage match that... I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was, it had a lot of, you know, I wouldn't say crazy, but kind of cool spots with the ladies. That's what I enjoyed it, about the match. It was a good starting match. I'll say that much. Uh, the wrestling was actually pretty good. I didn't expect much out of Trish, but what we got out of it actually worked for me. Yeah, her kind of hanging from the cage at one point was oh. like unexpected. That was kind of cool. And I like that. That got me re. That got me real nervous when she was up there. <laughs> I, I started seeing her like how she was like hooking her leg in between it. I was like, oh, no, is she going to fuck up her knee? Is she like going to slip? And then all of a sudden just and I was like, oh, God, please don't do this. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And then they ended up doing like uh, like a superplex off the a top superplex. of the cage at that time. That uh, was may that I for me. Yes, this that was also a honk for me. But may I point out, all it was was just off the turnbuckle. You know, they're all like, "Oh, it's off the top of the cage." It's like she was draped off the top of the cage. It's as if she had a superplex at the top of the turnbuckle. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, we had just all like cool attendance numbers. Top. They were a little inflated for your spe- uh, the spectacle of it all. 
Well, there was a bunch of moves that they had off the top rope. Like from that one, um, the running bulldog. Well, it's not really a running bulldog. It's just a bulldog if you're on the Oof. top of the thing. And then, I think uh, Trish the man quickly learned. I think Trish quickly learned why you don't do that off the term buckle. Mm-hmm. When I saw her do that, all I could think of was TwitchCon. Did you hear about this? TwitchCon, oh, no. like last year and the last couple of years, they had a foam pit. Oh, people, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. That's all I could think of uh, when I saw her. Because she also, like when she lands, she's like, ah, my lower back. I'm like, yeah, you don't do a bulldog off the turnbuckle. That's why. But it's a lot better to do it on a wrestling mat than a bunch of hard foam that there's nothing that gives. So you break your pelvis or your tailbone. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, we got you, ladies. <laughs> um. But yeah, it was a manhandle slam off that, and then an avalanche one, manhandle slam. At one point, they did do like Trish did like a widow's peak, which was really cool. Yes, like and Adam Cole that was like an homage to Cole. what the first women's match they were saying. Michael Cole gave us some history on it. I don't remember he it exactly, did. but it was kind of cool just seeing the move. Well, it, it was, was cool because it was back to back. So Trish did that, and then shortly after, Becky did a twist of fate, which was kind of a nod to Lita. So I thought that was neat. How, yeah, uh, I was know, expecting kinda... her to show up. I was expecting her to show up. Yeah. And that I, didn't I happen. Don't know. To be honest, I, I kind of just, I was just ready for this to end. The the feud, I mean. Well, like, you I'm have been, but that was what made me think that she was coming. They had been prolonging this for so long because it was supposed to be on the SummerSlam card, I guess. And then it wasn't. Then they were going to have a match at like Raw one week and they didn't. And then they finally had it on the pay-per-view. I was just thinking, didn't they have a point where Zoe and them beat up Lita and took her out? So I thought she was going to show back up. But I like what we got. Hey, question I have for you, Mr. Rizzo. Did I hear them correctly saying that uh, Trish has never been in a cage match before? I think so. I think that's okay. what they said. I, I So I noted that, that uh, you know they were saying that, that fact about her. Uh, I kind of like that being true because you could see a lot of Trish in this match was her just trying to get out of the cage. She wasn't trying to fight Becky in a wrestling match. She's like, let me knock you out enough to go up the cage and get the fuck out of here. So it's just like, you could see her nervousness because she's never been in this type of match. She's like, I what little experience she had. She knew like, this is my only chance. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. And just, I'm saying like, you could see that in the way she was wrestling to start this match. So that's, it's a nice little touch they had here. No, I said it. And I, I mean, I can't say that I've seen a ton of Trish's matches to be completely honest, but it was for me, it was the best match that I've seen out of Trish. And I thought it was awesome. It worked great with Becky. Becky was put over by getting the victory. We got some fallout between Zoe Stark and Trish after the match, which we yes. got even more stuff with that with with uh, Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler on Monday. So I just like everything that kind of came out of this feud of where we are. But oh, just to add on to that, Becky saw um, Tiffany Stratton in yep. the crowd. And after her, after Trif- Tiffany Stratton's match on Tuesday, Becky Lynch showed up on screen on NXT to challenge Tiffany for her belt next week because it's the yeah. only title belt that Becky has not won. And they were hinting at that at, at Payback as well. Mm-hmm. They showed Tiffany before this match started, and then there was a promo, I think, after this match in between matches where you know Tiffany just kind of was all like, 
Oh, I just want to set the record straight. Which also, what a bee. She, she basically it's finds so a Becky to, to be like, apologize for claiming that she was an NXT champion because she misspoke. Which good on her for correcting the record. You know, you don't want those lies being out there. That's why we have our, what, our uh, housekeeping, right? Yes. Our housekeeping segment. So good on, good on Tiffany. But uh, yeah, you could just tell. It was like, where have we seen this before? Charlotte went back and won that belt from Rhea Ripley. Now Becky gets to do it against Tiffany Stratton, a a very Charlotte-like character. Yeah, that's... Are we going to gear up for Becky Charlotte at uh, WrestleMania? Wow, you're you're moving fast, but I like it. I'm all about I'm all about I, that. Whatever we can do to get Becky away from Trish, that's all I want. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't know how much we have of Trish. We'll see. I think, so I would think uh, that'd be it with her. Yeah, so uh, Becky ends up winning with the Avalanche uh, Manhandle Slam, as you mentioned earlier, Mister Rizzo. And uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, you even got to have Zoe's distraction. So, you know, it was like, which is just laughable. You know, it's like, let's have a steel cage match so they can't get in. Of course, they always find a way to get in and interfere. Like, it's, yeah, that we could have never seen this happen. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even going to go into it because it's just what happens since the very first one. I mean, even the first I, I'm just glad it didn't affect it, it that much, though. You know, it, it basically looked made Becky look strong. That was all this was supposed to do, because she basically fought a handicap match in a steel cage against mm-hmm. Trish and Zoe. Knocked both of them out. You know, just like Zoe was in there and Becky's like, let me manhandle slam Zoe and then Trish get over here on top of this turnbuckle. Bam! Yeah, so well was, done, it Becky. It was pretty cool. Well it was done. pretty cool. But yeah, I liked what we got out of that one. I, I had uh, I had the, the three, I had four honks on that one for me with a bunch of the stuff. So I kind of Wow, you didn't even one. say what they were. My one, one, oh, one yeah. honk was the superplex. That that honked me. Widow's Peak, Bulldog, Hanging from the Cage, Superplex, Manhandle Slam. Like, just all the good stuff. Oh, it was, those are all You just of them. named the whole match. I know. That, that's what I liked about the match. I liked all the Do good stuff. We have to change the happened. honk rating now so you can get it because it's just like four plus, four plus. Well, four no, plus. I don't have that for most of them. I don't, I don't have many Fine. fours. Fine. That might be the uh, – well, we'll get there. Anyway, we had – we had LA Knight versus The Miz, yeah, and yeah. it happened. We yeah. had A-Town down John, versus... Well, the John Cena had a funny bit with The Miz before that match. Because eh. Cena caught him in a web of, of The Miz's lies. He was all like, you know, you can't be a special guest referee. He's like, oh, okay, well, you've been a host before. Do you have any uh, tips? And he's like, yeah, you got to get more involved. And I forget the other thing. He's like said a bunch of them, like, take charge. Be more involved. Dress yes. the role. Take charge. Yes. Like making myself the special guest referee in your match. No. Well, he did it all just to get Miz to say, yeah. So, I mean, it, right. that, that's all that happened. But I loved watching him run Miz in a circle to that point. And he, he's like, I don't want to say it. And then he says it. And he's like, ah. We Son are gonna, we're going to do it now, though. But you, you get to see the awesome segment that the Miz and John Cena had on Raw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, please, go, if you haven't watched that, please go back and check it out um, on Raw Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Uh, the Miz and it's about an hour Cena, in, hour and a half, I want to say, and get some. Yeah, just just has a nice nice performance. I, I enjoyed it. A, so. a, a nice Miz TV for uh, John yes. Cena. Check that out. Check my that wife, out. my wife did walk by and say, "Wow, that's some real good uh, body work." There. He, um, Cena looked good. Cena looked good. He looked. All I'm gonna say he looked he, pretty good. He looked good until the famouser. 
Yeah, okay. I mean, and, you know, and, and getting tossed out of the ring. That was brutal. <laughs> that, was rough. that hellacious attack. We're going to get some medical attention down here, Cole. Cena hasn't moved. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, keeping it moving. A-Town down versus Ray Ray. And, uh, and, and he stayed so, with the champion. So is Ray the spokesperson for Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Yeah, that's the spin. No, it's, isn't it the Cinnamon Toast emoji? Sure, but it's for the cereal too. Oh like, yeah, but I thought it's, it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and then like they have little emojis on them. Yes, yes, okay, yes, yes. yes, yes. What I'm saying yes. is, so far every pay per view match that Ray has been in has been an advertisement for Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So it, is this Did like you, a is this like him from Community when they uh, when that one guy named Subway rolls in the school? No, is Ray Mysterio got his entity Subway in human form. Rey Mysterio got his own NIL deal, and that's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just laughable. It's like he's still doing this gimmick. I think, wasn't he doing that still during Extreme Rules? I mean, too soon, I know, but, like, wasn't he still then? Yeah. It's it's funny. It's wild. <laughs> just, that's here the we most go. notable thing in this match was just like, man, this Cinnamon Toast Crunch really leaning into Rey Mysterio. All right. So the next match... Next match was my match of the card. I enjoyed this the best of uh, of the pay per view, and that would have to be the uh, the tag team match between Undisputed. Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Judgment Day of Damian Priest and Finn Balor. And it started off uh, with Don't the you mean Finn Balor. Sure, <laughs> but yeah, it started off pretty hot. Well, with, with not hot with. Finn antagonizing the crowd by stomping on the terrible towel. With an obligatory heel spot. <laughs> yeah. But the terrible towel is going to piss off those Pittsburgh Steelers. He didn't need fans. to do that, all right? He was in the middle of a match pulling some hardware out, and he could have left that towel there. There was no reason. Like, what, what was it doing there? Who gives a shit? Come on, Finn. Yeah. But he knew what he was doing. It was, it was a he good did. spot. Um, but... Like not too far later in the match, after KO and Sammy kind of get beat up by Finn and uh, Priest, they kind of look happy with themselves and start celebrating. And out of nowhere, KO and Sammy pop up with hockey sticks and Pittsburgh Penguins jerseys of Lemieux and Crosby, who Michael Cole called Steelers. I thought that <laughs> yeah, was kind of funny. Was great. He's going uh, calls him out on it. Yeah, he's like, that's it. They got six championships, but it's this it's the penguins here, Michael. Yeah. God damn it, Michael. But yeah, them them uh committing um slashing of the highest order because it's legal. Well, it's not really even slash, it's not a penalty, it's legal. So yeah, yeah. It's a Steel City Street Fight. Um, but yeah, I like that whole spot. Um Sammy Sammy did a chair spot where they set up a bunch of chairs and he got put into that. I thought KO was going to take that bump because he KO historically usually does. The chair bump, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then later on in the match, they got out of the ring again and they made it over to the uh, pre-show table. And Sammy yes. did a uh, – uh, did he move a moonsault? Or uh, I forgot what a he did. Somersault uh, senton. Yes, he did something that was pretty crazy off the table. Off the uh, pre-show announce desk. But we also had – we also had Kevin Owens pull a sting. Oh, my and, God. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, you weren't too happy with that, him missing the table a little bit. I, I just thought he hurt himself back. real bad. Yeah. I was like, oh no, is this it? it like, but, uh, he got enough of the table the... to break it, but he mostly landed on his back on the concrete. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's why because it was like, yeah, you know, like his neck and like very very upper shoulder just hit, and the rest just came flying down. I was like, ooh, his legs. I don't know. <laughs> the camera ga- cameraman got a good spot underneath that little walkway to make yeah. it look really cool. So that was nice. That was different. Um, but the other thing that Ko did that he almost killed McDonuts. Um, when he like pushed him into the announce table, like he did a pop up, like power bomb, but pushed him into it as opposed to just slamming him down. Yeah, and like, I was like, oh crap! He almost like <laughs> he almost killed um, McDonuts. That's what I've been calling him. You know, um, McDonuts. JD McDonough is JD McDonuts. JD's loving it. And then you also had Rhea. Like all of a sudden, Rhea just... F and Ripley. The yes. Eradicator eradicates KO. Dressed like China, as Michael Cole said. He did say that. Yeah. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, getting KO so, through the table. Sorry, I, I was going for a theme. I realized I just missed it. I wanted to refer to when they came out in the uh, the Penguins jerseys. That was the obligatory face moment. So I liked the synergy they had there where Finn did his heel moment to start. And then they came back around and did their heel or face moment. Some good symmetry in this match. Yeah, some good old school babyface <laughs> stuff by wearing the hometown um, jersey. But you know what? The boys were a fool to, t- to uh, take Judgment Day up on a no DQ match because then the numbers can really affect the match. What were they thinking? Why what are they, they telling? Us, why are they telling us that the baby faces are this stupid? This is <laughs> like if we're gonna break down the actual like booking and something. Yeah, I don't like it. I like the match. The match was cool, but the fact that the setup is just dumb. Because yeah, I you know what? Honestly, I think I thought Sammy had pinned Belorda dead to rights with that Haluva kick at the end. But lo and behold, the MVP of the night, Dominic Mysterio, comes in with the briefcase and just smacks Sammy. Knocks him out, and then Finn just drapes his arm over him for the three count. It was beautiful. I loved it. Everybody it was, was watching. Good. It was good. Just like, just there's no way they're going to lose. No way. And I'm like, I don't know. They could, like, there could be trouble if they don't get gold, baby. Well, yeah. I still thought that they were going to get to a point where they were going to kick out Finn for not winning, and JD had been winning, especially on Raw, have gifting – um, senior yeah, but, money in the bank with the new briefcase, but that's but not that was on raw, but no, that was on raw like, after payback. Yeah, I just meant like I thought that they were eventually telling a story where they're kicking out Finn and bringing in JD, but they're yeah. not doing that right now. It's kind of all working together. I never, Everyone's I never got that because it was always, it felt like JD was kind of attached to Finn, so it was kind of like it's Finn or nothing, you know, Finn and JD. Or yeah, nothing. I was expecting JD to be a bad guy and turn on Finn and all of them kick Finn out. Because Finn can always come after them as the demon. That's 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 what I was that was what I was going for. Anyway. I mean, he can be the demon in Judgment Day too. Yeah, but then he overshadows Rhea, and that doesn't work. I the like Judgment it when Day isn't Rhea. The Judgment Day is. And that's my point. Just... As soon as the demon shows up, he's got to be the guy kind of in charge. I can't. He can't just be amongst the group. It's the freaking demon, like the Demon King. That's what they used to call him. Remember how horrible that was? 
Anyway, let's keep it moving. I got four I honks, this... and I gave you all my honks already. I also gave it four honks, uh, going through them quickly. Oh, yeah. Uh, my first honk was when they had Finn in the middle of the ring with a trash can on his head, and Sammy and KO were beating him up with kendo sticks. Um, yes, the back and the forth. The blue thunderbomb on the pile of chairs from Sammy to Woo! Finn. That was a honk, because afterwards I saw his back, and I was like, this man is dying. Please leave this man alone. <laughs> It was real bad. Um, oh, I liked when McDonough showed up. So Priest got stunned by KO and then Haluva kicked by Sammy. He was getting pinned, but then JD showed up and pulled uh, Sammy off of Priest to save them. So that was my third honk. And then my fourth honk was pretty much the ending that we described. It's when he yeah, comes out and drapes his arm over. I was like, oh, loved it. With so the briefcase. Honker. I hate to say it, but I think I'm with you, Mr. Rizzo. I do think this is the match of the night. Match of the night for the payback card. Yes. Uh, but yeah, keeping it moving, we had a women's, women's World Championship World Championship. This was a short pay-per-view, and I liked it. I liked how concise it was. We are we are skipping over some stuff, too. I mean, I think the Grayson Waller effect happened. I've got opinions about Jey Uso, but whatever. Even if we're breaking down that segment, it was awesome that Cody Rhodes came out to tell you that somebody else is going somewhere else. And it's just like, well, if this isn't about you getting to SmackDown to face Roman, I don't care. That's if probably that's, what's happening. But actually. that's what I mean. Like, that's the subtle Why? way of them getting him. And then because be they made it about Cody moving to SmackDown. No, I'm not mad about that. My point is, well, that's what they said on Raw. Uh, Adam Pierce warned Jay being all like, hey, somebody's going to move over to SmackDown from Raw and that's going to piss people off. I just assumed that it was going to be Cody because he's the one that set this in motion. And if it isn't, it's dumb. Yeah. That's where I don't. That's the only part. I'm like, OK, that's the story. Cody's finally going to SmackDown so we can wrestle Roman. Jay's coming here. They're laying it on sure. thick. I, I, OK. All right. Since we're already on this, the dumb thing I have about this, I thought Jay was done with WWE. That, that's it. That's my beef. It's just like yeah. you said you were done with yeah. WWE. I guess that was a lie. <laughs> yeah. Rachel, I'm sorry, Raquel Rodriguez and Rhea Ripley. And not Raquel Ra- uh, Gonzalez. Somebody mispronounced her during an episode of Raw. Raquel Gonzalez? Yeah, that's not yeah. who she is. That is not who she is. She's the double, yes. R. double R. Double R versus double R. Mr. Rizzo, you want to take this away? Uh, sure. I mean, I didn't have much on this match. I did not like it. I just thought it was like the weakest on the card. Wow. Um, I only gave it two honks for like what happened. There wasn't okay. a lot of stuff like moving in the match. Like I'm not saying it was bad from the ladies, but it was cool that, that Rhea was dressed like China. And then we had like a couple cool drop kicks to the head and Dom running slam. Like, I that was about it for me about the stuff that really popped me at all in the match. Well, Mr. Rizzo, you and I actually agree on this match. I only gave it two honks. Um, yeah, I mean, you nailed it on the head. I was trying to think of a way to describe it. But yeah, this match, it was just OK. It's not that it was bad, but just it wasn't wowing. You know, it, they just kind of did regular stuff. A lot of this match was Rhea realizing she couldn't bully her uh, competitor, which was fun to see because yeah. you see her do her normal shit in her moves where she's like, oh, this is the part where I just 
bully him around and oh Raquel's a lot bigger and she's not you know I can't you know whip her around anymore and she's like oh now what do I do yeah her realizing that she wasn't the strongest in the ring for the first time was like oh but all that means is you know now yeah shoulder checks and lariats not going off so you're just like okay cool I guess that's a really good name of either a podcast or an album (laughs) honestly (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, uh, after what? what, Oh, uh, there was a weird moment in this match where it felt like the announcers kept playing up an injury by Raquel. I forget what move Rhea was doing. I thought maybe it was just a lariat or something, but they just kept going. Rhea looks like she's out of it. You know, like how she's just like, oh, after that hit, she just looks like she's not at 100 percent anymore and that there was just some kind of injury. And it's just it, it stuck out to me. And it's weird just because it seems like every time Raquel tries to make a run, it's an injury gets in the way. You know, it's her knee or it's, oh, look at this. this, During this match, she got injured, you know, and it's like, okay, why do we keep just injuring her? Why can't she just, I don't know, lose a match or something? It just, that was weird to me. Um, Trying to protect her when it. What is that move Rhea does where she like, she does like a standing submission move where she grabs her opponent's like legs and kind of has them in a figure four and lifts them off the mat. I don't know what it's called because I I thought they called it the prison lock. It might be. I thought that it was something like a something called a clover leaf, but I think that's completely wrong. I don't know. Sure. Either way, well, that was my honk when uh, Rhea basically did the chop block to uh, Raquel's knee, and then like took that knee and got it in that submission move. That was my first honk, and then my second honk was uh, when Raquel got to slam Rhea against the barricade, like she's done to so many in the past. Uh, Rhea's done it to like Liv. She's done it, you know, just pretty yes. much. All the smaller talent, she'll just throw them around like that. So it was fun to see Rhea get her comeuppance in that regard. Two honks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, uh, you know, Rhea ends up winning because Dom ran interference. The MVP of Payback is Dominic Mysterio. You can hate him all you want, but my God, is he the glue that keeps Judgment Day together? The glue guy. <laughs> the glue guy. I got anything else to say about this match, Mr. Rizzo? No, that was about it. We kind of got through all of it. Nothing really happened besides Rhea retaining, and we're moving on. Yep. JD's draped in gold, baby. Everybody's got a belt, finally. (laughs) But now we're at the main event of payback. payback. Indeed, indeed. That's the WWE Heavyweight Championship, where we take a Seth versus Shinsuke. And I just got to say, I'm going to come right out. I enjoyed that little anime-esque uh, video package they made for him. It was good. We don't know why we haven't seen that sooner. That was fun. Right? <laughs> the the anime Seth Rollins is pretty cool looking. <laughs> so just getting into how crazy some of this match was, um, there was a early on top rope springboard tope. That's how I explained it with Seth. It was like three different. It was a somersault senton into a springboard moonsault into a tope suicida. If you were wondering, that was my one honk. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's okay. That was real neat by Seth. Like this, this was a very technical match. And I feel like Seth was making it that way to preserve his back. The backstoryline in this match was super cool. You mean the backstory? (laughs) So yes. it's too easy it's too no, easy. yeah it's right there yeah. it's right there <laughs> i think that element was the best part of this match yeah um specifically they had a match where i think they called a hurricane rana but i just called it head scissors off the top rope instead of seth doing like a superplex or like a falcon arrow yes. 
And they yes. were kind of like, he doesn't want to hurt his back. I'm like, oh, because that one's so much better. Like, that's kind of how it was. Oh, he's still like jumping and like landing on his. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. It was just fun. I liked it because but I liked it, was, it too. Because you, it was kind of like, oh, you know, Seth has muscle memory, so he's like, this is the part where I do superplex. Ah, my back. Let me, fuck transition. You know, so it was just cool to see him. Like you could see, he was struggling trying to not do the same moves. And then uh, Shinsuke did his snap German suplex, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was, again, that was like another that. honk of mine. <laughs> I like that. But when Calling we got them close all out. to the end, like, I almost noticed that, like, the crowd wasn't there as much as I thought it should have been at the end for that match. I think it was because they were expecting more stuff to happen with a briefcase. But it was like the, the crowd didn't get to a second level. They didn't get, like, louder when it was close to the end of the match. It just seemed like... I don't know. Even just looking at the crowd from my couch, I saw too many people in the first few rows like looking at their phone or just not really being into the match. And it just, I don't know, it was weird. I just thought it was odd that it wasn't as hot crowd, but it was other well, reasons I why think... other places at the same time might have been a little bit more volatile. I think it's because of the element I mentioned earlier. This was a more technical match. This wasn't a, wow, look at this wrestling. You know, it wasn't a spectacle it was more telling a story through wrestling. And that isn't as great of a, like, it's not a, it's not an adrenaline pumping match. It's more of a, you know, you've got backstory to this. Um, and besides the, the street fight really sapped the energy from the crowd. Like that was match of the night. And that was two matches ago. Yeah. So. yeah that's what's going to take the not crowd out of the building, but it's up to get back that high again after what they were doing there. Yeah, man. I gave but, this match three honks. It was a honker. Um, I had three as well. Um, Seth retaining, but uh, oh crap! There was something else I was going to mention about this match, um, and now I can't recall. I got notes and everything, and I can't remember what I just had. In the I like how uh, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago where you know how they do that counter where it's like uh, you're both facing forward and then you counter out by rotating around behind them. I I commented that FTR did that in a mo- uh, in a match where it's like you know you you do that counter the counter the counter and then he switched the opposite way so that way when he when the other person like habitually countered it would they got him in a bear hug and then did a suplex okay Seth did that in this match finally I was oh, like nice. finally somebody at WWE pulled that move off and I was oh, like hold I remember. on I remember that the way the finish went was kind of odd that Seth only hit one of his finishers he only hit the curb stop once. I thought that I liked he was going to have to do it more than once to keep Seth, to keep Shinsuke down. And because he only did it once, I guess after the match, Shinsuke beat the crap out of him and he had to get wheeled out of the place in a wheelchair. He did, yes. And They mentioned that on Raw. Yeah. That's a thing. So what? Oh, just I'm just saying, that's a thing. Happened. Like, <laughs> the fact that they... It, Again, I'm going too much in breaking down the story of the match as opposed to just enjoying the match itself. But, like, I don't understand why they would continue the feud if Seth is going to get a clean victory. Like, he either should have lost the the title belt from a briefcase to Priest, so he was mad at Shinsuke to keep that going, or it should he should have won in, like, a schoolboy or a roll-up. So... Shinsuke can be like, you didn't really beat me. You got lucky. And then we get another match. But he beat him clean with his finisher. 
and then he beat him up, and now we're going to continue the feud. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. So that, I'm trying not to be breaking down. Sorry, I, I like talk about what I like about the show. I wonder if we're going to get another Shinsuke AJ feud, one that kind of goes for months as opposed to just get to the back of the line, you know. Well, the other thing that makes this weird is that like they're laying on so thick with with Finn. I'm sorry, not with Finn, with Seth that his back issues. Like, so does that not continue with the next person that he's wrestling with unless he loses a title and has a break and then comes back healthy? Or like, what's the story you're telling with that? Are you just going to have us like forget about it? Like, oh yeah, my back's fine now. Like, how's that? How's that going to go on Raw? We'll see. We'll see what you get. I guess that would be the first time WWE has shot themselves in the foot like that, right, Joe? Yeah. I, I try. <laughs> is that I try not to. I, I'm going to break down a little bit more of the fun stuff I like than not criticize so much of the weird storytelling stuff. Anyway, so, yeah, pretty good, pretty good pay per view, honestly. Pretty, uh, pretty. You good. know, ended on a on a on a lower note with the type of match that Shinsuke Seth was, but uh, still a honker for yeah, sure. Still enjoyed it. Still enjoyed it. Indeed. So um, we're going to move on. some news to the next that happened plus. over the weekend. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So we're going to we're going to get to news that we'll get to PPVs. Um Old Pepsi Phil got fired from AEW. <laughs> and I'm not going to take a soft stance on this one. I'm actually going to take a hard stance on this one. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Good riddance. Yeah. Who did you hear I- that from? No, well, maybe I did hear, but I'm normally I normally I'm on the fence. Normally I like I don't get too controversial with the stuff. I understand both sides of it. I don't. I've heard so many en- enough people who have been working with Punk and other stuff who've just so many times have talked about him just being a dick. That like it it this is this is how it worked. Like Dave Meltzer had one time mentioned that there's two sides to every story. And I heard someone say, yeah, of course. There's the one where somebody believes that Punk is being an asshole. And then the other side is Punk actually being an asshole. Like, <laughs> I just thought that that was him describing it. Like, I don't know. It just, it always comes off like it's a problem with this guy when it it, it just doesn't need to be. And, yeah, so that was a lot of me just kind of going off for a minute. But let's get into the real news of Tony Khan starting Collision. Or them announcing three hours before the show in his hometown of Chicago that he's no longer with the company because of a fight backstage and all out. That was a lot for me, TBZ. What do you got? Oh, I thought you said we were going to start with that. Um, What do I got? Echoing your sentiment. Good riddance. I hated that man ever since he came around. You know, like I gave him a chance. I thought his wrestling was fine, but you know. Uh, looks like I had him uh, pinned from the start. Uh, you know, his his character work is just relying on being an uber ultra baby face and that the crowd loves him and that he's a fighting man of the people. And I don't know, just the first time it happened at All Out last year, it was just like, you know, maybe we're being too harsh. And, you know, we gave him a second chance and he came back and then it happened again. And it's just like, you Not know, even that happened again. There's so many other little things that happened I, with him, which is like, what the F? I just love everybody posting punk during an episode of, I don't know if it was collision or not, but he just goes, 
Yeah, I've Jungle Boy is the nicest guy in the world. If you ever have a problem with Jungle Boy, it's usually because you're an asshole. <laughs> I was just like, so this you're didn't the age problem. Well. Yeah, it just you did didn't not age, age this well. Age well, punk. <laughs> and yeah, it's the second time now, and it's just like, I'll say this: even if it is a work, even if it is, it's just not fun anymore. It, I mean, it wasn't before then either, but like, you're just going back to that well again. I'm out like good riddance. Thank God. It's about damn time. AEW existed before him and it will exist long after him. Like I, I heard a story recently of someone talking about when they worked for the company for WWE with punk being there. And they went over a storyline of just like, this is what you're going to do. And you're going to say something about the rock and punk didn't want to do it. And his attitude was kind of like, I, I have to put over the rock. Like, Really? And just like, dude, like, why are you being it's just you're just being a dick for just no reason. It just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It's just I don't know. I oh, you know what? I'm spending too much time on it. I, I the reason that I had to bring it up is because what it did for the crowd over the weekend. And I had to set that tone for it. So it was a that was a weird way of us kind of venting about our frustration with t- with the punk situation as opposed to maybe any of the other storylines or what's you know actual news or what's reported or what happened. That was just kind of our feelings on it, I guess. But because they fired Punk three hours before a show in his hometown, I was expecting a shit show from the crowd. I was expecting this weird crowd to just be like hating on everything. And collision didn't have too much. I mean, the I, I had one thing that was funny. I felt bad for um, Sky Blue because her new outfit all had CM Punk stuff on, like theme to it. So that was I felt bad for that. But uh, well, you kind of went all in on that one. Yes, they did. Uh, but the other thing that was funny, there was not to break down the segment. There was a point where Darby Allen came out to talk with Nick Wayne. And he just, as he's walking in the ring, he just said, yeah, let, let me talk to you. And the whole crowd, like half the crowd heard it and just went, yeah? And I went, yeah, okay, okay. And they just, because he wasn't I, trying. He just naturally said, no, hey, let me talk to you. But several <laughs> weeks ago, I was seeing LA Knight shirts in the galaxy. Like just nice. random guys in the crowd wearing them. I was like, all right, he's transcending wrestling. Yeah, so that happened. Oh. And then... The only other thing I wanted to mention about Collision was just the little. Oh no, that wasn't Collision. That was that was on the next uh, pay per view. Uh, oh no, yes, they did. Uh, a, they did something with Yuda and Claudio, which is pretty funny. Where Claudio was beating the crap out of Yuda, like, yeah, I, you beat Yuda. Well, we do that every week, and he kept uppercutting Yuda right in front of the camera, and he's like, "Look, we do that all the time. That's nothing." It was it was funny. Um, just but diminishing this man. Yeah. Um, they they talked about, or Ruby was talking about that the outcasts are fine, but Tony was half naked in the parking lot throwing shoes at birds. And like, the way she said it was like, when she said shoes, not her shoe at birds, or it made it sound like she had just like a bag of shoes and she was just throwing them at pigeons. Like... Is she doing like a a Betty Draper bit in her character work now? I don't understand. Just sort like of, sort of crazy ass wife just having a day throwing yep. shoes at 
birds. Just like... frustrated that she didn't win and all that. Yep. All right, well, put some fucking clothes on, get out there, and fucking win a championship. Like, what yeah. are you doing? But that was that was pretty much all of Collision. I was watching it at the same time of Payback and going back and forth. There's probably a, the setup to one of the matches on All Out happened as well, and we'll get yes. to I uh, I have a note about that, and I think you'll get a kick out of it. Um. So yeah, we start with there was a pre-show stuff that there was a mixed tag. There was mixed mat, not mixed. There was a multi-women tag match that had some good stuff that I think is going to set up a match between Sheeta and Athena. And that was like, ooh, for the, belt? I, well, for the Ring of Honor belt maybe or something. I yeah. was like, yes, That's please give me has, some of that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's Which, cool. I, hmm. and Sanjay, I feel you, girl. Athena, I feel you, girl. Sanjay Dute wearing the, the Pistons jersey as well, antagonizing the Chicago crowd was kind of cool. So that was the pre-show. Where were the pencils? He had it in his and he had it in his in his ear. He was oh, I just didn't know if he had like pencil design on the jersey as well. I don't know. Well, let's see. Like the ones I are guess, pencils or something. I, I guess they're known as they're booked as parts unknown and Escalibur asked Kevin Kelly if the Pistons are from the official team of parts unknown and mm-hmm. I was like okay whatever right um we're not going to go into the dark order MJF Bay Bay match um but just know and still yeah I actually was I really was into that because I was you a, threw a, no it was a good match and you threw a curveball that's what I thought you were referring to when you said meet you know meet forever because Johnny Hungy was in John's, the match. He's well, because Johnny Hungy's the meat man. So I was just yeah. like, oh, he's a champ now. And I was like, oh, well, that was quick for them. But I like how Dark Order kind of was actually pretty heelish, and it made yeah. me think that they could actually take the titles away from them and start something and be nasty heels. So I, I was leaning towards have, that going in because you have that uh that relationship between Adam Cole and them as well so yes so like i just thought up. there was something and uh it kind of worked how Ale- uh, reynolds like really plays well with that with being an asshole i that works i love hate their one combo segment they do where it's like they just go back to back like uh silver will hit them or something and alex just, comes in with a move bam, and then they bam, bam, suplex bam. yeah it's the coolest looking move, and everybody kicks out of it. I'm like, come on, throw him a bone, let him win yeah. one with that because it it's looks so, so fast cool. And it's great. Um, yeah. I did want to mention that. Oh, I never sent it to you, so I'll get it to you later, sir. But them ending the match and going up the ramp and Joe's music hitting and kind of pushing MJF. Yes. Um, there's some backstory there to that happening in NXT when MJF was just a security guard for Joe. Um, and it started some shit and we're going to eventually get MJF versus Joe. I think he's going to talk about it today on dynamite. Um, so I'll get to that Wednesday on dynamite. Yes. Wednesday on dynamite this past Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, but yeah, that led to the Joe Shane Taylor match, which also Joe retained and in a very quick match in a a Brock Lesnar timed match. (laughs) Yeah. When that match started, I actually said, Oh, I wonder if this would be like Big E's favorite match. I wrote that down on my notes. And as you were done writing, not it, knowing what you were getting later, <laughs> yeah. I wrote, hmm, okay. Um, Darby <laughs> Allen and Luchasaurus happened, and I only noticed 
that the double pile driver thing from Luchasaurus was kind of cool. He would stand up, do pile driver, do it a couple again. But I wanted to know how, how is it possible that the flesh on Luchasaurus's thumb grew back so fast? Because he's like a the, dinosaur. Oh, okay, okay. So anyway. Yeah, lizards but, regrow their limbs, you know. Oh, okay. Thank you. Well said. Well said. <laughs> but uh the what I said about Joe and Shane Taylor thinking it was uh Biggie's favorite match. Oh, was I wrong? Yeah. You 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 were no, you were uh, uh impulsive. You were too quick because there was a neat match for our oh, boy. Oh my god. Powerhouse Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs and Miro. The crowd just gave us something special with this, and I think it took them a minute. But when the wrestlers realized what were going on, they're like, "Oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get into this too." And they were delaying their moves, kind of to get the crowd to pump up because the whole crowd, instead of the one-two punch when you punch someone, you hear "boo, yeah, boo, yeah," you heard "meat, meat." And the whole crowd was into it. Eventually, everyone cheered, meet forever. That's something I like about these shows more than the stadium shows. Like, everyone can easily hear everyone in the crowd, and then they can all unify and say the same thing at once. And the crowd was into this. The whole crowd was there for this. Yeah. We got what we wanted out of this. Two big boys slapping meat. Yeah. The big E approved meat match of the, of the night. There was a part one time where Miro had Hobbs outside of the ring. And he had him up against the um, the row or the the fans right in front of the fans, and Miro was about to chop the crap out of him. And there was a woman wearing an AEW heels shirt, and she just got real quick, hang in there, hops, hang in there, hops, hang in there, hops, like right before he was about to get really chopped from Miro. And I thought that was really funny. Um, but like how over everyone was, like how into the match everyone was, made. Like, the little botch on the finish not matter. You know what I mean? Like, he tried to get – Pobbs tried to get Miro on his back and stand up while he was doing the submission. And they kind of stumbled and fell, and they regrouped. and put, but The crowd didn't care. The crowd was just like, oh, we're, okay, take a second. We got you. Oh. And then they, then they just – they did a move, and it worked. And that's why when everyone's into it. It just – it made it fun. So, meet forever. Yeah, yeah. The, this this match is for the crowd. The crowd really got into this match. <laughs> Me forever. I, truth be told, I gave this match one hawk, just one hawk. Oh, uh, uh, it was when I Hobbs had... when Hobbs power out of the game over for the first time. I was like, ooh, nobody's done that before. Just, but it's just it, it, yeah. it had the same problem that we said about the Rhea Raquel match. Is a lot of it was just. Oh, see, shoulder, you don't see that shoulder charge, shoulder tackles, and lariats. That's all this was. I disagree one hundred percent. If the Rhea and Raquel match had the exact same crowd as the meat crowd, and every time they did something, they went, oh, "Yes, you agree." Yeah. It's the crowd that made this match. Yes, that's what I mean. Like itself. everyone okay. into it made that special and it it just that's anyway i don't know what we're arguing i actually don't know how many honks did you give it i had three hmm. i had three hang in there hobbs the crowd slapped that meat and meat chance meat forever and then i also had one for botches don't matter <laughs> yeah let's talk, let's talk about this uh, so lana 
apparently shows up at the end of this match after Miro wins. CJ Perry. Really? That's her name? Her name is CJ Perry. It didn't say Lana anywhere else on the damn screen. So that's you were running with it. It didn't say anything what her name was. She just showed up. The screen said hot and flexible. I don't think that's her name. But uh, really, that's all that we saw. So all I have to say is it's Lana. Lana from WWE, Miro's hot and flexible wife, has shown up. And Miro's not happy at all. Miro seemed confused. And he said on the top of the ramp, (laughs) you're not real. Yeah, you're not real. You're not real. And I'm like, uh, okay, we'll see how that goes. See <laughs> yeah. that on collision. Which is weird. Okay, so th- why it's weird is because Hobbs proceeds to beat up Miro after the match, and then Lana shows up, which apparently, you know, C. disarms him. Jay Perry. Shows up and disarms his Hobbs, giving Miro a chance to escape and beat up Hobbs, and then afterwards does what Mr. Rizzo says, is in disbelief that his wife is actually real. Which, if that's the case, I have to ask Miro, who's been pleasuring you this whole time? He hasn't. I thought he forsaken her, and he hasn't been with her. I thought that was the point. Like, I thought he forsaken everything, even like God left him. And yeah, all but this then stuff. he left. I don't remember. Gone. Hopefully, they'll is fill it the in same the story character. Course. This is what I hate about Miro. Is he just it he is. comes and he goes? Referenced her. He's gone for like three, like six months, and he comes back, and it's just like. So was everything six months ago still valid, or are we starting new? Are we starting fresh? I don't know. Whatever Miro fucking wants, and apparently he doesn't want his wife. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we, we'll see. He said some promos. We'll figure it out eventually. Maybe but, something will happen tomorrow, Saturday, on Collision, if you're listening to this live. Let's see. Not much about Ruby and Statlander. Statlander retained. Uh, yep. Soraya was working the crowd, and, you know, Tony. Uh, I believe there was some more outcasty stuff. Yes, Tony Storm actually causes Ruby to lose that match by. Uh, Ruby was looking for a spray can to help her, but uh, Tony took it away from her, which was like in it of itself a distraction for Ruby to lose the match. Yeah, we'll get to more of that. We'll see what the fallout it was with those ladies down we the road. We shall, we shall, we shall. But now we're getting to the strap on, strap, strap, strapping on the strap match. I was, I was floored because I didn't watch Collision, so I see this match. Ah, I was like, Ricky, ah. who's Ricky fighting? I was like. Danielson, really? <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, it's Danielson. Okay. So, think Ricky's about fucked. Think of this. That's how collision started. You're expecting this hot, nasty crowd to maybe shit on the product because their hometown boy isn't there. Ricky Starks was originally gonna <laughs> Ricky Starks was gonna face Danielson. I'm sorry, was gonna face Punk on the Steamboat. strap match. Oh, like that was going to be the plan, and then he was going to take the real world title off of Punk. I believe that was the story. Wow. So Bold. he had this emotional thing going. Like every time something happens and it's ready for me, I get knocked down and I have to start over and start from scratch. Like he took. Ricky Starks did an <laughs> emotional promo promo of like yeah, and then to immediately fill in with Punk or for Punk with Danielson. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That was easy. Um, but yeah, like Welcome back, Danielson. Them Don't doing the little, uh, <laughs> them doing the uh, you know clueless heel of antagonizing Ricky Steamboat and trying to get him into a strap match, having him sign the contract, and then Ricky Steamboat pulling one over one, uh, pulling one over on him, saying it just says the dragon. And you know someone else named the dragon, and then you said it didn't. It didn't. Do- no, 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 that didn't happen on Collision. Uh, it was doom, doom, doom. 
it was the the Blackpool Combat Club Daniel uh, Brian Danielson music because they only did Final Countdown for the two pay per views. He said he, it cost huh. a lot of money. He had to pay for that. <laughs> Fair. So that was awesome. So that was the big setup for the match that we had between Starks and Danielson and my god, pal. Oh I my god, Moxley, this was awesome. I thought Moxley liked to bleed, but uh, Danielson gets. He gets opened up before the match even starts. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. We had yes chance. We had yes, yes, yes chance. Yes. We uh, saw the it kicks as made famous by the Miz. Yes. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I liked the way the pace that it worked, but I don't think TVZ enjoyed the way Steamboat was talking on the mic on the commentary. <laughs> It I was, was saying little, it was yeah. it was awkward to me. Uh, he seemed to take a long time to respond, so people would be asking. You know, you get Excalibur and and Taz going back and forth, and they'd be like, "What do you think, Steamboat?" Well, I think that's a really good way to respond here. Now, you know, it's just like that kind of like for me, it like it killed the rhythm because it was just like, yeah, you can tell you're not. You know, I get it. You know, he's. Uh, special guest he doesn't do this every week so that's you know he can't See, i thought the- i thought the information he gave was poignant and i just i thought it worked it was but it His was response- slow and it made it was like get to the info <laughs> yeah once he started talking it was fine but you could tell you could see the wheels turning he's like shit what do i say i'm on live tv this is a pay-per-view fuck what if i say the wrong thing yeah that's really you know so it just that was funny to me when i know i was noticing it when it was happening um, but I do have a note on one of his things too. He's all, you know, ta- casting shade at Ricky being all like, Hey, remember Ricky Starks called for a strap match. And I'm like, yeah, against you, <laughs> like give the man a break. He's fighting Brian Danielson. Now <laughs> there's no escape from this. I mean, I like to think Ricky Starks would have signed up for it. But there's a possibility he would not have signed up for it if he knew he was for a strap match. (laughs) You know, like maybe a regular one-on-one match. Because Danielson put him through the ringer and beat the shit out of him with that damn strap. I thought Nigel was on point. They did a "This is awesome" chant during this match, and Nigel goes, "This is awesome for everybody but Ricky Starks." (laughs) (laughs) All the welts that they had, Ricky put out some pictures there. One of my honks was when Brian had Ricky up on the turnbuckle and he was whipping his back and then he took the strap and then he yanked him like off the turnbuckle, but his legs were caught. So he kind of went into like, you know, the tree of woe position, but he was yanking him. So he was like pulling his arm away. And I was like, oh, my God, he did that released and then just proceeded to whip him while he's in the tree of woe. I was like, oh, my, this is Brutal. Yeah, I One thought hook. he caught him on the mouth once when he was whipping him. I was like, oh shit, they got him. Yeah, got this, him. this match was got heated really quickly. Um the spear like was like violent. It was so violent when he had the strap and the spear. That looked oh, yeah. nasty. Um and then, you know, just getting to the way that it finished after he's like kicked his fucking head in. Um Ricky Starks knowing I'm not giving up. I'm not going to give up. You can't make me give up. My body gave out on me and I passed out. I didn't want to give up, but my body failed me. Because that was the look that he had on his face when he was being choked out. Like, no, 
no, I'm not, I'm not giving, no, I'm not doing this. And then he just slowly fell asleep as Danielson choked him out with the strap. Oh my God. It was crazy. It was crazy. I'm not sure why big bill showed up during this match. Big bill was, has been kind of with him and he talked with him with him with Starks when he did his promo and he had been running with him for the last two or three weeks. Okay. You know, actually, the way the setup, now that I I think I'm correct on this, he got suspended for beating up Steamboat with the strap, correct? Who, Big Bill? Ricky Starks. He got suspended, and that was the reason that they said they took him he, off. Yeah, oh, yeah, because he beat him with the belt after the then, match because he thought he called it bad, so he just beat the crap out of him. And because they suspended him, he came back the next week and said that he got a manager's license so he can still be on the show. That that was, remember, how they worked that. And yeah. I was like, so I think he was a manager for Big Bill. That's how I think it works. So as opposed right. to just like, why is this guy standing next to him now? I'm like, they did they did the work. They put down, they put down the quote backstory. It, it was there. But one thing that was kind of cool, well, two things. If you have some time to just put something on in the background, not the entire scrum, because that's really long. And there, there's, but if you can just watch the part with Danielson, it's probably about forty-five minutes. It's probably long, but he's so insightful and tells some great stories about the match. But the best nugget that he tells about this particular match is how it was all smoke and mirrors. It was an amazing match, right? They beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. He, he said during the commentary, if you look back, you'll notice I never threw a punch with my right arm, the arm that was broken. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't catch that. Nobody caught that. The only reason we know is because he told us. Yeah. They didn't sell that. And, like, that is what you can do to make it part of the thing and still work. And I was like, this guy is the damn goat. Like, I liked him before. I thought he was a great but You can't. Uh, just it was just so great, but yeah, that was awesome. Danielson's the greatest. Well, we got to keep it moving along here. I gave this match three honks. Yes, yes, yes. Good so match. Match. Takeshita match. versus Omega. Uh, yes. Uh, just pointing out that Shibata and Kingston versus Claudio and Yuta was a, a kind of a delight. I gave it uh, two to three honks, uh, but. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I like the rivalry between Claudio and Kingston. I forgot about that because it was the only match I didn't have notes on. I was going to go back. I had an issue with my dog or something, and I went outside to smoke, and then I wasn't able to watch it in in, in detail. So I don't I'll just remember say this, much of Kingston it. Kingston wore a shirt that says Claudio sucks eggs. So yes. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, didn't he? Oh, I thought I thought it said something that. Uh, Chicago Bulls suck. So that's funny. I didn't catch that at no, all. No, he was just calling out Claudio. He was doing the Terry Funk insult with the sucks eggs. That's awesome. I like <laughs> yeah. it. All so right. Yeah, it was a fun match. Shibata fun. had this brutal, like, backwards chop on Yuda's neck. He just, like, it had the loudest thud. And you just see Yuda crumble like a fucking pile of bricks. You're like, whoo! I literally, I literally did that at home. I was just like, oh, my God, someone check this man. He's dead. It is just amazing to just think about Shibata, you know, 
how many years ago we thought the dude wouldn't walk again, and now he's still doing this shit. It's crazy. <laughs> and now he's making sure Yuta doesn't walk again. <laughs> pretty much. Christ. Pretty much. But yeah, to, uh, then we had Takeshita versus Omega. And oh my God. Oh my God. This I is a four plus, wrote, four plus honker for me. I just wrote from my beginning first honk, Kenny! Like, that's all I got. Like, because we got. We got and we got an actual entrance from Omega. Well yeah, done. We, they we they made up for all in, huh? We got North Carolina, so yes, we did. Well, we got North Carolina and all in as well, but it was just kind of half-assed. This one yeah. it had like you know accolades and shit. He was saying during the entrance. But like I said, I I thought about three four minutes out of this match, and I do have this one. Um, the third honk for me was. Damn, my mushrooms are kicking in. But at the same time, I was just—I <laughs> was just so hyped up for this match because I realized we're finally getting the New Japan Kenny Omega. Like we don't normally see this of him, unless he's wrestling someone from New, like when he's wrestling Osprey, or he's in you know Wrestle Kingdom, which is the last couple times it's been Osprey. But like that's the style we got. The nasty, oh my God, is he okay? How is he standing up? How is he doing another move? What? They did a brain buster on the floor, and I was just like, ah! Like, I don't know. What, what was the stat about Takeshita and El Generico? Was that Takeshita's first like professional wrestling match? It might have been, but I thought Kenny wrestled him early at DDT. I have no clue. I'm, I'm not sure. I thought that's what they said during this match because it was uh, because oh, Takeshita oh. did a blue thunder bomb claiming it was an homage to El Generico. This might have been the match, I think, where the crowd at one point was going, ole, 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 ole. And Escalibur took it on himself to say that the crowd was doing it as an homage to, es- to El Generico because he's the first one that... And it was just no. They just did the chant. It had nothing to do with El Generico. It was just, and then and then Scalaver just went with it, and I kind of laughed. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, that's the part where I can see the people who don't like Excalibur. They're gonna get on that crap. Like, what the hell is he talking about? And I just was like, oh, that's funny. That's just some extra BS that just kind of adds to it for us nerds. That's kind of fun. But yeah, that blue, that avalanche blue thunder bomb. Oh my god! And then he, uh, I, I'm seeing. I have a note that Takeshita. It looked like Takeshita dropped Omega on his head early on in this match. That's the Kenny that I said. The very the whole crowd changed because they thought, uh, um, are, "Is this it? Are we done? Is this ending yeah. early? What's going on? Did, gotcha. Is he okay?" And then Kenny stood up like a couple seconds later and just didn't move on Takeshita. Like, yeah, that's that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, we back in it, baby. Yeah, and I've said it before. I've heard other people say, like, if you watch more New Japan, you realize that that happens a lot more often. Like, they train and do stuff to land on their head on purpose, and that's yeah. it happens a lot more often. But the crowd was just instantly like, oh, because that's what I wrote. I, just wrote, I, was with, I was I was with the crowd on that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that because of that, it made it go. Well, how far are they going to push this if that's what he did right there? And they kept I, I going. Note, I was like, this is kind of feeling a bit like Danielson when he faked that stroke. I was like, eh, it's not a good look, guys. But uh, yeah, no, he yeah. just kept going, kept going. He kept going, and yeah, I, you know, as the match continued, I forgot it even happened. 
I was yeah because it wasn't like home, he was doing anything. Worked in this match exactly. Um, Callus like doing the little chair spot by like adding the chairs, yeah, but not dumping the chairs. The chairs. <laughs> yeah, that kind of was fun. But I like uh, the Terminator tope. I was I was correct on who I thought was going to win this match. I thought that this was the plan. I thought that this was a way that they were going to make the Kesha and give him the win over Omega. So that I was expected. I didn't know how they were going to do it, but then the, the straight bare knee, like kind of V-trigger or kick to the face of uh, Kenny, that sounded nasty. And, uh, it, and I don't know. It, it kind of worked for me. <laughs> I'm glad that he got the win. Yeah. I mean, you've been talking about it, and it made sense to me. I honestly didn't know what to expect, so just hearing what you had to say, I was I was prepared for either or. Honestly, Kenny's been actually in a slump since Don Callis left him. So that's yeah, that's know, the story they're going we're with. We're still playing that storyline up. So, well, where's that going to go? I wonder. Well, I don't know. He's going to have to go to that place if he wants to become champion once again. He's maybe he'll go back to a tag team with somebody, or yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe a, a lone cowboy or uh, a, a Nabushi, something, something. So yeah, uh, like I said, I gave this four plus honks. There's just a, so many great spots. Yes, yes. And yes. Kenny touched on all his good stuff. We got the bang V trigger. Like I said, we got the Terminator tope. Uh, we got Kenny going for an avalanche one winged angel. <laughs> He didn't get it off, but it was just when he was doing it at that point, I remember going, oh, no, don't do this. Why are you doing this? So, yes, yes, yes. So we were going to, I don't know, we can probably talk a little bit about Bullet Club Gold and FTR and the Bucks if you want before we move on to the, the last match. Uh, sure. I mean, honestly, we don't have to talk too much about the last match. I know it's the main event, but, you know, it's, it's, I don't I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Um, but yeah, it's just fun. I love how we talked about this match because like I hadn't seen this yet. I was working my way there and then you and I talked about it and you're like, yeah, you know, it's just an okay match. I was like, oh, okay. So I was going into it and like third into this match, I'm just texting Mr. Rizzo. You know, this tag match is pretty great. Actually, what are you talking about? It's and, just okay. <laughs> and I guess that was some miscommunication on our end because sure. I was more of like, well, of course I enjoyed the damn match. Of course I liked that, but I thought, if anything, we were just going to maybe talk about the crowd, and there wasn't much that happened story-wise with them. Like, yeah, the the Bucks ended up – the Bucks and FTR lost because Nick Jackson wasn't there in time to help with the pin, to break up the pin. So you still got a little bit of issue between FTR and the Young Bucks, which will go on forever until they die. ECG looks good. Yeah, and what made – for me, for them, is it made Colton look the best he ever has. Colton was looked great, and he got I'm the getting pin. involved with Bullet Club is the best thing the guns have ever done. Yeah, it's it worked. Um, and like as you said, I love them. Cobra They're, Commander is just the starting to feel like Cobra Commander. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, the Matt ta- because the this is where the the this was the most contentious the crowd was the entire show of the weekend of the two shows. This was another ath- athletic match. Well, that's like, but that's. I meant like how this was where the the punk crowd was trying to make a name for themselves as being anti-Bucks. 
And then there were plenty of the crowd going, you know, I don't really like you, Phil. You let's go, Young Bucks. So it was a hot crowd of those going back and forth that had nothing to do with the opponent that yeah. those two guys were wrestling. So it's just it was just a weird, interesting vibe and just I don't know. I this did was a, this some, was a honker. I gave this four honks. I had I had three. I don't know. Maybe I missed one. But the one I saw a sign in the crowd that at this particular match that says, Won't miss you, Phil. <laughs> I saw uh, that sign. That's in Chicago, isn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. Let the yes, hate flow. Yes. So yeah, great match. Uh, but you know, we can only talk about so much wrestling. And you know, we do have to at least mention the main event. Might I point out the international championship between Orange Cassidy and Moxley? Um, real quick before we dive into this, I liked the different vibes between All Out and All In. Like All In felt like a big you know, almost like WrestleMania type show. And then this one almost feels like an NXT takeover. And I kind of, like you said, prefer this one better because the chants are better and stuff like that. It just, it's got a better vibe, but you know, you got to have the big super mega dome like show. So not hating on it, but it was just, it was a, it was a refreshing change of pace. And this felt like a ring of honor pay-per-view. Yeah. A lot of ring of honor stuff was touching this. I'm in the same boat with the, my feeling of the two shows, but I think I've been feeling like that for you know years now of just stadium shows. I prefer an indoor event over anything that's open and outdoor because of just the way that the sound carries for the audience. And I, but I also understand of how you're going to make money and how you're going to you know sell to a larger audience and get a bigger stage. So. Yep. It is what it is. I just I know what plays better for me at home on the way it sounds as like an event that I'm watching. But I so, did yeah. find it pretty cool that Moxley had to give two of his finishers to Cassidy to get the victor to get the victory and become the and new IC yeah. champ. And this it was match was brutal. Watch how they, look how they massacred my boy. That's yeah. how I felt during this match. Moxley was just running the gambit on him he's bleeding everywhere and just just countering shit he just had an answer to oranges all of his moves the two um, things- i do want to oh, i do want to get to my wag of the finger i realize we passed it but i have a note here about this match and it's the w first of all the tbz wag of the finger is the aew galaxy during moxley's entrance when he's walking through the crowd there were so many people patting mac moxley on the back i was like come on there's a point where you can even see one of like the aew security guards like pushing guys away being like move so he can go through here and they're like okay and dude's sitting there with his phone and a high five like high five me i'm like this dude is not high-fiving you okay he's he's doing an entrance for his ah anyway so I like that's not how, the only thing frustrating about this match. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just saying I like how much Moxley put over Cassidy by the way he was acting when he was leaving the, with the Blackpool Combat Club. Just kind of like, damn, that guy put me through the damn ringer. Like I really yeah. have to work for this. This shit. Like he just kept going. Like I can't believe he did that. It, it he sold so well for him. And then on top of that, the fact that they gave Cassidy his flowers by letting him stay in the middle of the ring when uh, he left and then they got the cheer for him so good for him freshly squeezed freshly squeezed yeah that was a very that was a very awesome moment i had Uh, three honks for me so that's that was three for me i hate to say it but i feel like oc's just 
he's going to have a break now. He's got to, right? Yeah, he's, he's got to he recover. He needs a break. He needs a he break. He needs it for sure. But uh, I gave this match two honks. Only two. It's funny because we've been saying that forever for Moxley. And now, and, and Cassidy is going to be the one that gets the break finally. <laughs> I do. I did like Moxley uh, near at the end. Uh, I, I noted he had this look on his face being like, Forgive me, Father, for what I must do to this boy. <laughs> yes, he, he did the sign of the cross. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, I got to do this. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I love that just because it was apt. Like, at that point, I did say that Moxley came out strong. Cassidy found a second win in this match, and he came back. And there were moments, like, I got spoiled on Reddit. I was just, you know, on my homepage idly scrolling, and I just saw, like, you know, one of the wrestling ones being like, hey, check it out, Moxley with his new belt. And I'm like, well, that ruins that match. But watching this match, so there were moments where even I was still like, I know how this match ends, and I still almost thought it was going to happen. I was like, maybe they were wrong. Maybe they were trolling me. Like, it's, you Not, know, yeah, you can hope. You can go. You can yeah. hope. That happened to me one time in a match where I thought this, I got spoiled for something, and then when I yeah. watched it, it wasn't what I was like. Wait a minute! I thought this was gonna happen. And it didn't. So, so good on you, boys. You yeah. still made me a believer, even when I knew the outcome, and it was great. Like it was a great send off for Orange Cassidy. This man is the real deal, and will continue to be. I'm I'm curious to see where he goes from here, but take six months, dude. Best friends will be here for you when you come back. Yeah, him coming out to answer somebody's like challenge or something that we haven't seen him in a few months will be kind of cool. I did pose this question to a former co-host. Is OC going to take the belt off MJF? No. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Could be. <laughs> Who knows? When's full gear? I'm going to say... November, I think. The person to take the belt off MJF is Eddie Kingston. No way. No way. No, not, right now, it doesn't work. We got Orange work to do. Orange Cassidy has a better chance of taking It's November 18th. We got so, work to yeah. do to get to No, the- OC needs more rest than that. Yeah, but uh, maybe Full Gear next year. I don't know. Either way, uh, I'm just saying, with what Orange Cassidy has proven with the international championship, I think he's an AEW world championship contender now. Yep. I believe you are correct. Awesome. Well, that was it. That was. Oh, uh, I had something else I was going to do. We were talking about punk before. I still got to do that. I got to do it. This is fun. I had my list uh, of things that I thought were longer or been around oh, yeah. longer. Well, then. Mr. Rizzo, you got to get your ears checked because it's time for Mr. Rizzo's hot wrestling minute. Yes, this is my hot wrestling minute of things that have been around longer or that are I can't even speak. I got to do this. Things that have existed longer than CM Punk's AEW career. Yes, which was 743 days or 2 years and 14 days I believe it was. Oh, we have the Microsoft Zoom, Teen People, <sighs> Band LFO, New Coke, Fruit Stripe Gum, TVs, Two Guys, a Girl and a Pizza Place with Ryan Reynolds. The marriage of Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Elton John's final tour. Ghostbusters the serial. Also, the period of supernatural peace between Gozer and the destructor Virgo, destructor Vigo the Carpathian. Yep. <laughs> Pokemon Go. Every edition of Dungeons and Dragons. TikTok. JFK as president. EJ Emanuel as Buffalo Bills quarterback. Or 
Quarterback Ryan Leaf's entire NFL career. And my personal favorite, the Ford Pinto, the one with the exploding gas tank. <laughs> Those have all been around longer than C or been yeah, than CA Punk was in AEW. I don't remember most of that crap. Like Ghostbuster cereal was in and out of us. So I don't remember that. Fruit stripe gum for shame. Fruit stripe yeah, gum longer. was the best. You had to eat like eight pieces just to get gum that lasted a normal amount. Yeah, and Elton John's final tour, I think, went for like four years. Yeah. I mean, I know COVID the, had... The search had, for more money. COVID had some of it to do with it, but if it wasn't for COVID, it still would have went three. <laughs> like, it's it's a long tour. So, yeah, speaking, I, I kind of through that. tours. <laughs> I did ahead, stumble Mr. through that a little bit, and uh, hopefully maybe... Maybe Maddie K will come up with some other fun things that I didn't have on that list that's been around longer than CM Punk was in AEW. Yes, that's right. We should tell the honkers about that next week. Uh, I, I forgot if we mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but we didn't do the Angle, the Kurt Angle documentary. Oh, that, that was the housekeeping one to start off. was like that's... CM Punk pushed it to next week. Ha, nice. CM Punk's uh, getting fired made so much other news in the wrestling world that I didn't get to the angle doc, which is an hour and 47 minutes. So we'll watch it next week and we'll break it down with Maddie K and myself and TBZ. And uh, yeah, we'll do that next week. Indeed. For we are here at the end of our long excursion here into the wild world of wrestling. Honkers. Thank you for coming along. Mr. Rizzo. So it's been a pleasure talking wrestling with you. Yeah, you got a Oh shit, it's the Tope Suicida moment of the week. I stole it from you, but it's that time where we uh where we tell them about things we're looking forward to in the wrestling world. Um I I don't know. I'm gonna say um I'm gonna say watch I'm gonna say watch collision. Because I want to see what it looks like without CM Punk. And uh, maybe what else happens with Miro's wife. What do you mean you did? You saw it last week. It was three hours before the show. I think everything (laughs) had to do with dumb stuff. We'll just see what... Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. You know what? I want to see what collisions are like when they allow the Hollywood hunk to actually enter. Yeah. Or when Adam Page is allowed to come backstage. (laughs) Yeah. My tope is the judgment day. Now all that they're all the draped in gold, things are looking up for the Judgment Day, and they look like they're trying to court, or at least someone's trying to court the Judgment Day and allowing them into the Cool Kids group. Uh, and it was a great segment this past week on Raw, where J.D. McDonough got senior money in the bank, a proper briefcase, and it's all purple, and it's got like a duct tape thing on there that says senior. <laughs> He's trying to court Priest because Priest is the last holdout. You were all like, oh, they'll, they'll accept J.D. McDonough. Priest was not into it. He's like, no, he's got to prove himself. And they're like, how much more do you have to prove? But uh, I'm excited. I want to see what happens with the Judgment Day. I hope he gets inducted, and I hope the Judgment Day becomes bigger. I hope it you know, becomes a bigger faction than just four. You just made me think of something that happened yesterday in NXT, or Tuesday okay. in NXT. Um, mm-hmm. Dom was a special guest referee for the number one contenders match, I think, for the North American title. Okay. And he said Mommy had given him a new shirt, and it should have been J.D. McDonough. It was uh, the ref shirt, but instead of it being black and white, it was the pinstripes. It was black and purple. 
Nice. With uh, Judgment Day. And I, when you said it, because he, they should have had J.D. McDonough give it to him as, like, something special. Like, hey, I also got yeah. you this, Dom. Like, they should have – but instead, Dom – Maybe that'll like, be next week. Instead, Dom just went, like, Mommy got me a new shirt. And I'm like, okay, that works too, but – all right. <laughs> I will say, though, Dom did have an awkward interaction with Jey Uso, though. Yeah, that was him stumbling on his, like, words, and then, like, yep. we're going to, hey, I remember that we also have a family that we're Dom, not, like, yeah. Dom awkwardly extends an invite to Jey Uso. That was weird. But uh, All right. We'll but that's there. my tope. Judgment Day. Check him out. All right. Well, thank you for coming along. As I said earlier, check us out at Wrestling Honks on formerly known as Twitter. Uh, check us out, uh, Honk If You Love Wrestling, that moniker on YouTube, TikTok, and a newly accepted Blue Sky invite. Let's get that party started! Boo, 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 boo. Be on the lookout for that. We'll be on Blue Sky, baby. No more begging. <laughs> no, no more threads. Yeah, right? <laughs> Couldn't figure that Screw one out. Threads. We're on that new hotness. Excelente. But yeah, let's... Uh... Keep on keeping on and honk it like it's hot. Honk.